This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's take a deeper look into the South region. And this one is uh, a pretty tough one because the number one seed in this region is Alabama. The Crimson Tide fresh off an SEC tournament win where they looked absolutely dominant, cakewalking their way uh, to the championship game. And they won every single game by 10 plus points of course led by brandon miller one of the best players in the entire nation and he was dominant in the sec tournament as well named tournament mvp uh what else stands out to you about the south region kj um you got baylor in there and i'm wondering about how strong are they now if this was two weeks ago this would have been one of my teams to probably be a sleeper to get to the final four i'm I'm not buying them now just the same way that they're starting to slip. I don't see an early slippage, but I, do, I don't I do see them getting to the Elite Eight. So, uh, you know, Baylor's one of those teams that, you know, makes an interesting case for a stay away from fade, potentially. And um, I do have an upset with NC State. I know some people like Creighton. Um, I, I'm, what game was it? It was Creighton, where, uh, Creighton-Providence game, I go back to, where they lost at Providence. And they like to shoot a lot of outside shots. And if their legs get tired or they have to depend on the three as they get into a tough game, I would, I would fade Creighton just so, just so there are some interesting storylines in there, but I think really it comes down to Alabama, Arizona in this region. I think, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an excellent uh, matchup at the end of this region. If we do in fact get Alabama, and Arizona, like, what's the points total in that one going to be? Like one fifty-eight. <laughs> like those NBA two offenses are, over, yeah, over complete. One ninety could be close. It could be one seventy. Yeah, <laughs> it could be one. It could be like oh, the, that over under could be like one seventy, right? It would be such a tempting number because that game could slip into the eighties for sure. I really like Arizona, but I think the difference between Arizona and Alabama is if the shots are not falling for Alabama their defense is still very, very good. Uh, one of probably the best defense in the SEC. So that is what I like when I like pe- uh, picking teams to go to the Final Four. I like teams that aren't just, you know, one-dimensional. It's not just their offense. It's not just their defense. If one part of their game is a little off that day, because that's the problem in March Madness, it is a one-game tournament single elimination so like you know if your shots aren't falling you have to have something to fall back on 
in case you're missing some shots. So for Alabama, I like them advancing out of this region because of their defense. I like Arizona out of this region because they're kind of like the big time Gonzaga program, right? That's the team is built. You got international players. You do have size with Osalo. I think that's his last name uh, that could take up space that could create problems for Brandon Miller trying to get to the hole. So I like Arizona because they've got uh, an extended number of people who can get things done. And, and like I said, beating UCLA twice this year is nothing to sneeze at. So they've proven themselves after losing to UCLA in that, in the, in the final season finale comes back to win the entire PAC 12 tournament. Now, we're not talking about a Pac-12 that's just absolutely wowing people. But, you know, this is a team that I think is not scared of the big moment. And I think if there's one game that I use as an example of where Alabama could be susceptible, it's not the Texas A&M game. It was how Auburn just frustrated Alabama when Alabama was at home. So um, I, I think Alabama is going to look very strong. It's going to be a continuation of the SEC tournament. But I think once they get to Arizona, that could be their, their their moment of clarity where this is where the upset comes. And being in Louisville, you might have some people who are rooting against them just because of this of the nature of the other things going on around Alabama. This is a tough region. I'll say that because you're right about Arizona. If anybody can go shot for shot with Alabama, offensively speaking, it's Arizona. They can run a gun. They can uh, pile up the points. But sometimes their defense is lacking, and that's why I think I would side with Alabama here. But plenty of good teams in this region. Uh, Creighton, one of the best shooting teams in uh, all of college basketball, at least when it comes to the two-point shots. I absolutely hate their first-round matchup because they're facing my NC State Wolfpack. KJ, you said you're on NC State. Uh, I'm, I'm here NC to State talk to y'all. NC State yeah. has lost three of their last four games. They just got beat by Clemson again. Yeah, but Clemson isn't a horrible team. They just beat horrible people. They're not in That's the all. tournament. Right, they're not <laughs> in the tournament, right? But, I mean, you know, Clemson was the number two seed in the ACC. The ACC was just weak this year. So a two or three seed, I forgot. And so, look, sometimes, you know, what they say, uh, every dog has its day. It might be the one day that NC State has, right? NC State is one of those teams that – you expect nothing from them. And when they show up with something, you go like, wow, if they could just do this, I don't know, three times this month, they could be, they, the people would love them. So it could be their one time to shine or as you may be feeling completely crash and burn right away. Right? Like it's, it's really one of those two things with NC state. So it'd be interesting to see how they come out. If they come out slow, it ends slow. If they come out fast that's the one game they win. <laughs> I think it's just the oh one game God. they win. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Listen, it's hard for me to be subjective here because, or I guess it would be objective. Objective is the word I'm looking for. Because I'm an yeah. NC State fan. I'm used to being disappointed. Uh, used to being disappointed when watching NC State. But they just scored a grand total of 54 points last game. 54. Where the hell was the offense? 
Because on paper, you're right. NC State has some really good players. Terquavian Smith, uh, one of the premier players in the ACC, probably going to go to the NBA. DJ Burns, yeah. a really solid big man down low. But still, I'm not sure what it is with this offense and what it is about this NC State team is when they don't have it, they absolutely do not have it and look absolutely terrible. So not somebody who I'm going to be trusting with my money. And I was talking about the mid-majors and how we have a couple of good ones in this region. Let's talk about the 5-12 matchup because mm. this is usually the matchup in the first round that provides the most upsets. And here are the numbers behind that. If you look at this matchup uh, over the course of time, 36% of 12 seeds win their first round game. 36%. That's a pretty good percentage for a team that is a noticeable underdog here. So this means there is an 83% chance that at least one of the 12 seeds will beat a five seed. So KJ, do you think this is it? It could be. And I don't have, my bracket doesn't have like the, the exact locations of where these opening round games are. Maybe the producers mm -hmm. will know, but I think the further San Diego State is away from potentially since they're in the South, this could be my, this might be one of the games in Greensboro, I believe. I'm not sure. Um, but if it is, then you're talking about a, a Charleston team who's going to have probably a pretty thick contingent of fan base there to give them that push. And I always say with these mid majors, if they've won like 22 games or something like that, then they've probably lost 10. But when you've only lost three, you're really a super focused team. And those three losses could be against teams that are very comparable teams to other teams that would be in the tournament, right? So this is a game that I would look at. San Diego State could make, a, could, could make it embarrassing for them. You never know. But the thing about these 12-5 games is they tend to be very ugly. They tend to be very slow-moving. And single possession games, they're crawling games. They're in the 50s. Tend to, they tend to be in the 50s. So if College of Charleston could stop San Diego State from getting up and down and giving them easy baskets, then I think you got an interesting game and the potential upset. I think you're on, on base about the slow pace of this one because you look at San Diego State, this is a team that makes their living – off of their defense. It's a top 10 nationally ranked defense. So I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I'm interested to see the total on this one, but immediately when you see a game with a very low total and you expect to be low scoring, immediately I consider the points. But four and a half, I think is a little too short for me. I think if the spread was a little bit longer, maybe I would yeah. consider Charleston, but San Diego State is so good defensively speaking. And plus I think defense travels. Like, do you believe in that? That defense is something that is not as dependent on like new rims and like neutral locations because that's where I want to fade like shooting teams in the first round because you have to adjust to a new court and a new setting as opposed to defense where it's just about the same on every court. Yeah, if you can, if they can get them in the steals would be the number that I would look at, right? Like if they can get steals early on leading to easy baskets, then you're doing two, you're killing two birds with one stone, right? We're really three. You're getting the turnover, uh, you're getting the ball, and then you're scoring, right? So high percentage shots uh, started by, you know, turnovers are always the easiest buckets, especially in these uh, tournament games. So, you know, sometimes you, it's, like we were saying, you know, four and a half points is kind of strong. That's 
talk if you keep this game in the 50s well four and a half points is almost 10 percent 10 percent of the total points so four and a half is kind of a big i think that's too rich of a number i think if you look well, at they, uh, you know the totals 141 and a half i think i like that the best Ooh. i think i'll be playing the under yeah. I think that's probably going to make the card for me. Can I, I need to do can more I play research. Two unders? <laughs> right. Yeah. Can I play two on that? <sighs> right. Yeah. That one the, seems way too high for me. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're talking about uh, San Diego State running away with it. And also, another trend to kind of keep your eyes on is first half unders in some of these games. Yes. That is something that was yeah. pretty profitable last season and some of the, the seasons before that. Because think about it. You're playing on new rims. It's a neutral court. And some of these guys probably have some kind of nerves playing in their first game in March Madness. So we'll see some of these slower starts, especially when it's teams matching up against unfamiliar foes. So first half unders, a trend to watch in March Madness. Yeah, I totally agree. You're feeling people out. Uh, You might see someone leads at half 35-27. So, which would put you way, way, you, you know the under's not getting anywhere close. The over is not getting anywhere close if it's at 141 and a half. So, um, yeah, first half unders are always good because, like you said, you, you might go a period of, you know, low s- scoring percentage in the first seven to ten minutes, and someone may just start to pick things up at the end of the first half and continue into the second half, but we're only talking first half here. So I'm with you on that, the unders in the first half for sure. Another team that I'm interested to see what we see from them is Baylor. This is a team that I have been flat out wrong on in many occasions because they look so good on paper. They have a good offense. They have a good head coach. But they've lost outright to teams that they probably shouldn't lose to. They face another pretty solid mid-major in UC Santa Barbara. A big number here as Baylor is laying 10.5. Um, yeah, I think I'm considering the points with UC Santa Barbara. Maybe Baylor pulls out a win here, but mm, I don't think that's a favorite I really want to trust, especially double digit spreads in the first round. No, thank you, please. Uh, that will be on the card for me. For more, listen to the daily tip presented by BetMGM weekday mornings from six to nine Eastern on the Beck QL network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.